I think it would be strange to me someone who like would have a guitar for a long time and then smash it. I think smashing a guitar is like a very like you don't really know the guitar that well kind of thing. Like you you got it for the act of smashing it. Exactly. Like you didn't have time to like let feelings develop. <laughs> it's just it's just a smash and you're out. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just met. Wow. <laughs> One night stand, I see. Yeah. shot and this is where many hats presented by desire where we talk about your main gig then we talk about your side hustle people ask me what's the softest and smoothest thing you've ever touched and i've often told them a mannequin pussy missy head honcho of the critically acclaimed hot and bothered sweat dripping fire breathing screaming demon back baby back ribbon always ripping homie running hard working band mannequin pussy it's great to have my good friend Missy from Mannequin Pussy. How's it going, Missy? Damn, Rashad, thank you. You really put that together so sweetly. <laughs> it was definitely a tongue twister at first. I really don't know how I'm doing that, but it, <laughs> But thank you for coming on and how are you? I'm good, I'm hyped to see you. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, definitely. The last time I saw you was in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. Right before it all. Right before it all. And you were touring with Best Coast. Mm-hmm. Was that one of your biggest tours? Um, yeah, I think so in the U.S. Um, and it was, it was definitely like a, it was a great tour for us. It was a lot of fun while it, while it got to go. Yeah, when we were all backstage, me you Scott, Kendra, it was like Waxahachie and like all the Philly homies. I was just like, oh shit, this is like a Philly reunion in Los Angeles. I don't think Katie was there. Waxahachie wasn't there. But was someone else? I'm pretty sure, yeah. (laughs) Really? Then I didn't even see her. Yeah, there was like so, there were so many heads and I was just like, what's, but it was also, a long time ago yeah it feels yeah it feels like a very distant memory now but I I love those moments where you're like looking around and you're like oh I'm in another city but this is like all Philly homies and this is like wherever you go like you're not too far away from Philly and I love that no yeah and I also <laughs> love that we still stay true to East Coast except for Kendra um <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that the band hasn't moved out west. No, we have not. We have not. Um, and that's not really something that like we ever have talked about either. I kind of feel like, I mean, if, if like people wanted to move as like individuals, we would find a way to make it work. But the mm-hmm. idea of like moving your band somewhere in order to like, I don't know, access more 
it's just it's not it's not quite my vibe right now i don't i don't want to say like ever because like who who fucking knows but it's it's just not i don't know i'm i'm, I'm pretty content with like where we're at right now definitely I, and maybe one day the trajectory for a lot of musicians they once they get big or whatever they start writing for other artists and i don't know if you're like gonna do the whole i'm gonna go to la and write for a pop song like a pop singer oh i would love to write for a pop singer. there's like a bunch of pop stars i would really love to write for one day but i feel like i have to like hone my my skills a little bit more for that yeah i (laughs) you're writing for olivia rodrigo (laughs) this is where you scream this is where you scream all the screaming parts right here I would love to coach Olivia on like her first screaming track. That would be incredible. She's so close to it already. She just like, she was so close. And then she like went back into like the more acoustic ballads. But I was like, girl, it's in you. Just let it rip. Yeah. Yeah. Were you a a self-taught screamer? I was, I think, which is like why I was like so... um, (laughs) <laughs> like shrill and hoarse for like many years of my life just like totally like wreaking havoc on my on my vocal cords I, it's still it's like a it's a it's it's a strangely delicate thing to like learn how to do with your voice and maintain it but um once we signed with epitaph they they set me up with um the queen of scream melissa cross she's no like way. She's, yeah, she's this like really famous vocal coach in like the metal world and punk world. Um, and she lives out in Long Island. And um, yeah, she, she, she has this, this whole like uh, series called the Zen of Screaming. That's amazing. Have you perfected it yet? I still, no, I think I still like slip into bad habits and definitely, definitely like the last year of not being able to perform. Uh, I, I kind of feel like set me back a little bit because I felt very, very self-conscious about just singing at all or, you know, definitely not screaming like in my fucking row home Mm. with neighbors who like, I can hear what they're (laughs) doing. They definitely could hear me if I started like, you know, I don't want the cops getting called or any shit like that. So so I just like basically didn't use my voice for a year. So now I'm kind of like diving into like vocal lessons and things like that again just be like oh shit I need to I need to like relearn this again mm-hmm. and so you're in Philly you're in a row home do you have a basement I do have a basement but it's not a it's not like a practice basement oh, okay okay yeah god I miss those so much yeah the, those are like the real rarity I, I forget about how like whenever you go to any other city they they don't have basements Mm-mm. no not at all but I would feel like you would go in the basement and just let it all out. It would, it, yeah. If it was like a little bit more like properly set up, or I could put some, um, like any sort of, uh, like noise canceling shit, I would, mm. I would definitely like let it rip, like make a little like screen box room. But um, perhaps on a, <laughs> perhaps on a, in another house one day. Have you ever screamed to auto tune? I haven't. <laughs> What the fuck? I definitely should though. I love autotune. I think it's I think it's really fucked up how bad Usher made T Pain feel. Yo, I saw that. That's so <laughs> messed up. Yeah. You, you ruined music for all of us. Are you kidding me? Everyone does it now. Yeah, also like I don't know. There's I think there's like a T Pain um tiny desk performance where you're like, he he, he can, can sing. Fucking sing. Like he is a real singer. He's just like 
used a really fun tool and like kind of like I, I use this as a good like whacked it out to make it this whole other like aesthetic for vocals and I think that should be celebrated not yeah not ushered no <laughs> oh my god but I... but to your original question no I have not sang an autotune or it's not screamed in autotune and I think that'd be really cool to try maybe I'll do that this week I'm trying to like picture it and I'm trying to like have it in my head and I think it'd be you're gonna come out with like a ballad <laughs> <laughs> Madican Pussy's going this other direction for this new record and it's uh, all autotune <laughs> but yeah so in Philly what I love that every time I come back to Philly you're always and we like somehow randomly meet up i remember one time at albar you were like look who decided to move back and i'm just like <laughs> what the? i'm just visiting <laughs> every single time and it's it's awesome it's like i would see you Vinny, at albar and like this motherfucker <laughs> yeah I, I say it like there's like some sort of scorn but it's really like excitement but then it's but I, yeah it's like you see that a lot for people who who like come back to Philly and you're like oh are you back and they're like no no I just like have to visit but I think even that in itself is kind of special because there's a lot of people who like move away from a place and then they don't go back to that place to visit no they're like no that was that was a chapter that is closed I do not need to go back there fuck that place but <laughs> I think luckily Philly for a lot of people is like they continue to come back all the time uh, one of my favorite memories is when I used to live across the street from Big Mama's warehouse. I would see or hear you practice and record there. It feels like a long time ago. Yeah, I think Big Mama's is where we first met. Because mm -hmm. you were selling a Jaguar that I was thinking about buying. Oh my God, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I yes. totally forgot about that. I, I really wish... Someone someone did buy at the price that I wanted to sell it to you for, but I really wish that I like knocked a couple hundred bucks and like still sold it to you because it was a great, great Jaguar made in Japan fender. And I really loved it, but I just had to stop like bringing it around. Like I moved to Astoria and I still brought it with me. I was like, what the hell? Like, God, I, I don't play, use an electric guitar that much. So, but I'm glad that you found the perfect guitar for you. I think I'm I'm like always on the hunt. Like I'm still looking for that 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 guitar because I ended up buying. I still ended up like buying a Jaguar that was like made in Japan, like pretty much the same one that you had, mm -hmm. and then used it for maybe like a year. And it was like, oh, actually, I don't think a Jaguar's for me. No way. What are it's you hard. using? Uh, I'm still using like my like very cheap uh like made in mexico stratocaster nice and it, i'm about i'm about to splurge on like my first like big nice guitar but i'm very stuck between the saint vincent guitar or like a nash stratocaster nice. like the, those those boutique ones um both of them are it's they're fucking expensive but um oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh oh, yeah. at a certain point you're like wait there's a reason why I'm never really satisfied with how my guitar sounds because it's like a $200 guitar. <laughs> and I should get some nicer equipment since I can write it <laughs> off on my taxes anyway. Exactly, exactly. 
that's what it's there for. And I can actually see you with the St. Vincent guitar. Yeah, I love those guitars. They're really nice. And they, they feel really good to play and they sound great. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that one. We'll see. We'll see what, what comes out. When you have the Fender or, yeah, when you have the, would you, when you get rid of the Fender, would you smash it or just like have it as a backup or what's up? I, I would, I would definitely keep that particular guitar forever. It's like been with me since really like we first started touring as a band mm -hmm. um and yeah it's, it's it's like it's really special to me i would definitely keep it yeah keep it i think i think it would be strange to me someone who like would have a guitar for a long time and then smash it i think smashing a guitar is like a very like you don't really know the guitar that well kind of thing like you you got it for the act of smashing it exactly like you didn't have time to like let feelings develop. <laughs> it's just it's just a smash and you're out. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just met. Oh my God. <laughs> One night stand, I see. Yeah. Have you ever smashed a guitar? Oh, I haven't. No, I've never I've never had enough uh I mean maybe maybe now I could buy a guitar just to smash it, but definitely like playing music growing up like I mean you had to like work and save money to get a guitar like oh, that, that is not just some throw away <laughs> I'm not opposed to it I think people who get like very like sanctimonious about it like with like the Phoebe Bridgers thing with her smashing yeah. a guitar in SNL and or, like people talking about Nirvana they're like oh someone could have used that guitar it's, it's like whatever it's like it's basically like an artistic statement so just like allow, really allow them to like create this performance however they want to and if they bought the guitar they can do whatever the fuck they want with it exactly and but honestly when i saw the phoebe Bridgers thing i was like that should be missy on stage no comment <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean i i really like phoebe bridges but i oh, yeah, i want i want i want her to smash that i kind of want to like see a guitar smash with like a really aggressive song like but um yeah but i would love to smash a guitar on tv one day that'd be cool <laughs> and speaking of tv Okay, so I definitely saw you writing about, you know, your name and trying to get on TV because I know that you definitely want to be on TV. Is that has your band talked with management to somehow get on TV or is that that whole name thing still a, a thing? I think I think our name thing is going to be a problem for very, for for the rest of time. Like I, when this band has like been a band for like 10 years and like mm -hmm. I never considered the possibility that we would become more puritanical it's insane like i i really thought that I, and you know it seems like so naive now where you're like oh i really thought that like the the concept of like artistic freedom and like what has artistic merit and like thing like just like the culture would change with certain words and i really thought pussy would be one of those words yeah um but I was wrong <laughs> and <laughs> I was so wrong and we've just like slipped more into I think uh censorship and this kind of like puritanical thing again and I think big tech is obviously playing a pretty big role in this because you oh, can yeah, just the like algorithm. yeah you can just like blindly censor words instead of looking at the context in which they're used 
And um, when I try to be like kind of snobby about it with with radio stations and things like that, like there is like a, there is a Supreme Court case about obscenity in art. And mm-hmm. basically like something is only obscene if it has no artistic or intellectual value. And so what, you know, the statement I'm really trying to make with how we use this is like, you were using this word as like this reclamation of something that's usually used to demean and diminish people and to insult people. And like, that is obscene. To use it in those contexts is obscene. But this is a completely new context in which we're recontextualizing it. But, um, you know, at this point, I kind of think I'm like almost naive for thinking that at all. Like thinking that like we could, we could change that. And so now I'm like, fuck, should we just change our name? No, don't, because you should, <laughs> what you said about like the courts looking at the name, you should look up the, there's a streetwear brand called Fuck that's been around since the nineties. And Eric Brunetti, he's been contesting that name for years because um, it was like, it's obviously so close to the to the word fuck, F-U-C-K, but the band fucked or the brand fucked F-U-C-T they've been they've been beating it out for trademarks and everything and you know trying to clear their name and like everyone has been wearing it for ages from Dave Grohl to like Larry like it's just like it's definitely an artistic thing and today they're huge they're I mean they're still huge and they're still killing it and so um, with Mannequin Pussy I I see the same exact thing I mean knock on wood I'm not trying to like throw out any like <laughs> anything but I totally see it and yeah it's crazy that when you ask Alexa to play a mannequin pussy song she defies you she just shuts down now which is like this is like a new development that like when I started thinking about I'm like oh man it's like a whole new age of of censorship that doesn't again like doesn't look at the context of anything that just says like these words are bad and we don't use them and it's but what's What's crazy about the Alexa thing is that she used to, I say she, it's a fucking it, it's AI. (laughs) This AI would, you could ask your Alexa if if someone has one to to play Mannequin Pussy and she would say, playing songs by Mannequin, and then she wouldn't say pussy. Then a few months ago, she started saying playing songs by Mannequin Pussy and she she would say it. And I know all this from my mom because she uses my mom uses <laughs> her Alexa to like listen to shout out to Mrs. MP. Yeah, shout out to Rita. Um, and then just like last week or two weeks ago, if you ask her to play Mannequin Pussy, she just shuts down and doesn't do anything. And so then you can ask her to play song. You, now we discovered you can ask her to say play Control by Mannequin. And then she responds by saying playing Control by Mannequin Pussy. So you you can't as a, the human, you can't say pussy to the AI, but the AI can say pussy back to you. And I just feel like we're in this like really weird, like, I I don't know. It's just like the strangest place for like language and censorship that I, I, again, like I just never saw, I never saw this coming, but I also couldn't have predicted like the rise of like AI technology <laughs> and, and big tech. I mean, maybe I could have, if I was like paying more attention, but I, I didn't. No. Does Siri do the same thing? Um, I think, I think Siri beeps out pussy. I think That's I don't funny. know. I I don't use any voice recognition technology, so same. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, pe- people let me know when there are wins <laughs> and when there are losses, and then I feel like upset about them. But we'll see. 
So when the fans are trying to listen to Mannequin Pussy, I love that they're talking about either the old tracks or the new stuff. I want to say congrats on your new EP. Perfect. Oh, thank you. I love that the homie Leah designed the cover. Amazing. I'm so high. We actually just found out we're going to do a LP release for it. So I have to hit Leah back up to make a back cover now. <laughs> That's amazing. And you guys haven't met. No. Yeah, Leah and I haven't met and I really hope to. So the EP just came out. So the LP hopefully very soon. I love that your fans are like begging for vinyl. Yeah, I was very surprised. I was like, yeah, it's just like digital. It's just like five songs. Like it's it's fine, you know. And also like I it's like that EP is like kind of weird to me now, like listening back to it because it really it doesn't like it doesn't feel like that cohesive to me like something I really strive to do especially with albums is like there's like that Ouroboros effect where it's like everything like really like syncs up and feels like it's part of this world mm -hmm. so like experiment with that EP was we have absolutely no songs we're desperate to try to write something so we'll just go into the studio and just write and whatever mm -hmm. comes out we won't think about whether it flows or it fits or whatever we'll just write songs so we just wrote songs and so there's a part of me that's like I don't know I, re I really like the songs individually but it's like it is strange for me to like listen to them on a, a thing but now now they'll <laughs> exist forever on like a, a 12 inch disc so amazing I oh, man I I have a question for you yes I mean, they're all obviously questions on this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> personally, how many songs makes up an EP and an LP? So do you consider eight songs as an EP or an LP? Um, well, actually, Rashad, the times have changed. Mm -hmm. So an, an LP really used to be like, like a full length record really used to be considered like a minimum of 10 to 12 songs. Mm -hmm but streaming has changed this basically like streaming changed the rules of like what is an album so now um seven songs is sometimes a little bit more typically what's considered the minimum for an lp um and a lot there's a lot of artists now who call them like a seven song album as like a pro like a project and not so much like a record um and then an ep could be anywhere from two to five songs um, this is great. Great to hear. But you know, I think uh, I think I think it's like weird when you let the like industry define like what your work is. And, like, right? what, it's, it's very and especially then to like allow like streaming into that equation too, where like now you have like streaming services telling you like, oh no, this isn't an album technically, and you're like, okay, well technically suck my dick Spotify. Like, I'll, call, I'll call this shit whatever I want to like fuck that uh, but yeah it's it's really strange I mean like I don't I my I don't I, I think Spotify and streaming and stuff like that is like a really incredible tool that like allows a lot of people to find your music um I don't necessarily want to go down like the rabbit hole of like let's talk about Oh, I know, I know. But, but to answer your question of like, yeah, like it's it's really, it's kind of like in flux right now almost mm -hmm. as like what these things are. And um, yeah, it's, and so like singles, singles are supreme. 
singles are supreme and people like love dropping just singles like left and right and it's like when's the album coming out yeah i, yeah. I want to become a singles band for a little bit i want to just like drop fucking singles on everyone for a little bit and then have them be like wait what about a record and i'm like huh here's <laughs> here, here's another song <laughs> sorry i couldn't hear you under this track <laughs> I love that the college students um, have been pushing your record to blow it up. I, Me I too. See, I, I see you putting it up there. I, I just like, that's what I love about like, I feel like everyone was all about WKDU and we were all about like the radio and stuff like that. And I don't know, it was good to see on your stories. You're like, yeah, let's get this up. It's like, yeah, fuck Billboard. Let's for now <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's really cool like I mean it's just I, I think that's like something that the last year has like really it's taught me like I really need to like find contentment as to like where like we are at already mm-hmm. you know like it's just like it's such a gift to have any amount of people care about your music enough to like buy your shirt or listen to you or put you on a playlist or like want to play you on on their radio station or or wherever and so I've you know I feel like you know obviously like dream and have like goals for yourself but like you got to find contentment for where you are right now or else you're always being in like a state of starving or feeling like it's not enough and like I, I already feel like what 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 we've accomplished is enough mm-hmm. you know like I definitely have like more goals and and you know yeah we all do like me bear and kayleen i talk about like things we'd like to continue to accomplish but uh, it's taken me a a, like while to kind of come to this place of like this is good already like this is this is like already so lucky definitely i mean i remember when you first signed to epitaph and i could see it in your face that it was a dream come true to you you definitely hit your one milestone. I mean, I know that like this is what you wanted for so long, but that's that's amazing. So I mean, I know that there's definitely more to more to come. I was talking to someone about this recently because, like, you know, coming from like the DIY world where you are, you you really are doing everything yourself. Like you're booking your own tours and like you're your own manager and you're putting you're putting together your own budgets to like create music and all this stuff. Like. DIY is a fucking great place to start, but it is an exhausting place to stay. Mm-hmm. And so like having someone like Epitaph come in, I mean, just like that outside of like, hey, we see what you're doing and we we really believe in it and we want to support you and help you. Like that's like, whew. There's like, that's, I mean, that's like a huge gift for anyone in any kind of art to have someone else be like, hey, we want to help you. It's like, I would love some help because I'm so tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) of like, you know, also again, it's like working like side jobs and things like that. And just having to do so many different things to like kind of keep this going. Exactly, exactly. How does it feel to be signed to Epitaph? It's been really cool. I really like them. Um, I just have like so much respect for Brett and the community he's built there and um, all the people that we work with over there are just, very they're just they just genuinely love art and music so much mm-hmm. and want to see things grow and and be creative and they just always err on the side of of trusting the artist and like whatever you want to do 
Um, and it's, I don't know, it's really, I, I've, something that I think why I was so attracted in some ways to being in a band is because I, I love collaboration. I love like working in a group of people mm-hmm. and anytime that you kind of like expand this group that you're working in, it's just, it's like an opportunity to like learn more from people and, and have more input that's valuable. And, you know, you can do, you can also like do a little bit less yourself, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes like DIT, do it together <laughs> instead of just like constantly just you're on your own doing shit. Definitely. I love that you refer to them as label daddy. Yes, they're my label daddy and I love them. <laughs> label daddy tells you to pre-save. Tell- <laughs> <laughs> you pre-save. <laughs> you tell your fans to pre-save, which is so bizarre because that's like a new music industry. That, yeah, that is a very new one too. Thing. Speaking of DIT, yeah, um, you get now you have the ability to hire all your friends. I, I mean, you've always have been. That's what's attractive and amazing about you and your band. And I love that when I see all the music videos, you have either Michelle from Japanese Breakfast help you out. I mean, that's one of your best friends. And then, you know, the homie, what's her name? Oh. The, the homie Ali doing wardrobe for all your music videos. I, I just like love how all the Philly homies are all involved. Yeah, I feel like, you, you know, it's like you have to take a look at like who's around you and be like, oh, like it's, it's important to like adopt that everybody eats kind of thing. Like if you have a budget to make something, you should be like hiring your talented friends and like working within your own community to, to make it. I mean, I mean, like really no one's eating off of music videos. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, no one's like paying their rent off of these. They're, they're pretty like much labors of, of love and creativity. But um, Michelle and I actually haven't worked together on a mannequin pussy video. I've done, I was in Be Sweet with her. That's right. Her video, um, which was really cool. That was so much fun to be able to do. Um, but yeah, she's like, she's the one who like really pushed me to direct and, and start um, kind of like chasing this, this this thing I really wanted to learn for so long. I'm so so grateful to her that, that she did because I'm like, oh shit, I I love doing this. This is just like there's another example of like making making movies, making music videos like that is working together collaboratively in a team. And like everyone has a different talent that they bring to the table. And but the most important thing is being able to everyone sees the vision before you start making it. Definitely. Exactly. And I do remember when we were out West and at your show, you were talking to Kendra about like directing and, and whatnot. And I, like I overheard and I was just like, oh, I really hope that Missy like does this, does her directing thing. And you recently just directed a music video and I know that there's going to be more to come. I hope so. I really, I, yeah, I got my, my, my very first like real directing job for another band that was really cool that was like definitely on my like you know talking about like be content with what you have but also have some some goals and dreams like that was on my my list of like I want to get a job doing some this for someone else but yeah I mean Kendra is so inspiring to me like I just love everything that Kendra makes and just in awe of like how many different things he's good at (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's amazing it's phenomenal but yeah all your manifesting powers it's it's working. Who would you want to direct for next? 
If you could, if you could direct anyone, any could direct music, anyone, any music video, who would you want to direct? I I really would love to do like a big expensive pop video. I don't know that this is like a real answer, but do do you know who that TikToker is, Addison Ray? Yo. I do, but like, what's well, up with her? Well, yeah, okay, so let me finish. I, I, <laughs> I don't know like what's going on there. Like I, I, I do, I kind of resent a little bit as a musician, uh-huh. this idea that like influencers and like people who are famous via having followers on social media yeah. treat music like a hobby. Like it's like, like, oh, like I'll just like record a song for, for money. Yes. Um, instead of like that hunger to whatever, but she put out that song "Obsessed," which I, 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 I am personally of the mind that it's more fun to like things than it is to hate on things. Like it's a drain of energy to like hate shit. Hate. Yeah. But that song is really bad, and <laughs> the video is not much better. And like, there's a part of me it's like, girl, let me write you a song. Let me direct you a video. They won't be trash. They'll be really good. Like mm-hmm. you, you like you have you have a voice. Like you could use it. You could learn to do it. But that's like my like fake money influencer answer. But like my real like I would love to direct a video for them. Well, I did not expect you to say Addison, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep it on here. Yeah. <laughs> But like for like some reason it's like in this like alt it's like I've convinced myself it's like an altruistic thing because it's like I want to help her like do it better than she currently is. Oh yeah, of course. You, you could do this better. Uh, but uh yeah, I think actually like I I would totally want to direct a video for like Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. I love that you're you're Dua Lipa. You, Dua Lipa. Oh my god, Dua Lipa. Damn. I love Dua Lipa. You and I both, uh, <laughs> but I love that you're attracted to the whole pop realm. So like, I don't know. Oh yeah, I love pop. Like I, you know, again, it's like, it's just, it's way more fun to just be like, this is fun. than to try to like find all the minutia of like why you think it sucks and mm. like why you think it's like derivative, like whatever. Like it's, just, it's pop music is just, it is created to just like make something in your brain feel good. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm exactly. just, I'm not going to hate on that. I think no. that there's something so worthwhile about that. Also, you, you got, you have ballads. I do love a ballad. You guys have ballads and they're great. They're beautiful. They're, and I, I love also seeing your fans, like learn your songs. On guitar and things like that. I love that. <laughs> oh it's so cool. It's so cool. That's definitely a... It's definitely a thing, I don't know, when your fans are trying to like learn your songs, but like, I don't know, back in the day when we weren't like really recording each other and you just like, oh, I'm gonna go to to like my guitar practice or whatever, and you wanna learn a song and it's just between you and your your teacher. And, but like, you don't play it for anyone else, but now today it's like you learn, I don't know, out on your own. And you have, I don't know if you have a Patreon for like your guitar tabs or anything like that, but your fans are learning. And then after they like practice them and like they want to show it off, they video themselves and then they 
you get to see that and then they're like happy that they see that I just like love that connection that one-on-one that I don't know it's it's a very beautiful thing and I think that's the cool thing about social media right is that like there is this kind of like hyper connectiveness where you're like you can really see what people are doing and you can like encourage them in this way and like I've never wanted to pretend like I'm too busy not to notice Mm -hmm. you know it's like this person has like taken time out to like call us out or like learn a song I mean like call us out like in a fun way (laughs) I can't (laughs) learn the song this song is so hard yeah what is (laughs) yeah sometimes that happens too where you're like what are you playing I'm like uh I don't even know um but yeah like I want I want people to like feel seen and like feel appreciated for for just like wanting to be be part of this world with us and I think that's fucking cool like people seem very surprised sometimes when I respond to them and I mean I get like I might just not be like as busy as other artists maybe (laughs) I'm like (laughs) I'm on my phone like I see it what's up you're doing great (laughs) I mean yeah because like probably other artists I mean, I guess if you get bigger, they like manage their, they have a third party, you know, running their- Running that stuff, which is, uh, that's like a very good idea. I think there's, it's definitely like such a a brain suck that like, I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot too lately where I'm like, there's just like no need for me to like use Twitter. Like I don't need I don't need to share my thoughts with people in this mm-hmm. way. It's just like this. We, I feel like I've been like brainwashed into thinking I have to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like starting to break down all these like, oh, th- again, like this like new old industry stuff where you're like, oh, like you have to do these things. And I'm like, oh, fuck these things. They're so like detrimental to the human spirit. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> I, I do love that you go on like an internet break. Yeah, if you're going on vacation, you should not be involving your phone in your vacation. That is for that's for you. And do you still play guitar? Do you ever write songs? Yeah, I um, I'm putting out a record. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I've been recording. I've I recorded a couple songs in here, and I'm going out to Los Angeles, um, in like two weeks. Oh, well, one for work, yeah. and also to finish up this other record. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. you were working on the record. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like a little thing that I don't really bring up that much, but yeah, I'm trying to like finish it up. Damn, yeah. <laughs> you also what well, you got a lot a lot of hats. A lot I, of I mean hats. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of work. I don't know how you guys do it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of like it's a lot of like mental work too. It's like yeah, you know, it's like actually physical work to to make a record and do it all that but then you're just like so stuck in your head of like are these sounds the ones that I imagined and like is this getting to a place where I wanted to take it and do I even like these songs anymore there's usually, <laughs> there's usually like that point that like comes up um but yeah you just you just gotta finish it I mean you've been in the game yeah like you said 10 years uh was American Pussy all, always yeah I'm kind of like a, like a rare exception and I was like Manic and Pussy was my first band that I started when I was like 23 or 20 yeah 23 um and it was not it was like just a like catharsis project it was mm-hmm. just like I wanted to learn how to play guitar and a lot of things had happened at that point in my life they were just like 
very heavy and I didn't know how to deal with them in a constructive way. And so I really was just like, I'm just going to start like screaming in songs and um, didn't, you know, I, I definitely, at, at the time that I started, I did not think about touring or being on a label or doing this like as a, as like a full-time, mostly like full-time thing. So mm-hmm. that it's been kind of been wild to see like how this just like, you know, this really like intense desire that like pops up in you then like slowly grows and kind of takes over your life <laughs> for 10 years. You're like, Oh shit. I actually, I like, I love this more and more and I'm getting to do, you know, very exciting stuff with it and meeting exactly. incredible people through it. And then like, you're like, Oh wait, like I'm, I'm actually like, I'm actually kind of, kind of good at writing songs. And like, I, I want to keep, keep learning about this thing. And, you know, it's really interesting how, you know, just like creativity just, like drags you or not drag but like I don't know propels you like down that like a path you could have never even imagined for yourself I always tell everyone whatever they like whatever they start and they're like really invested in it or they like really really love it at that time to like do it for as long as they can I mean I've been doing my thing for 10 years too and so it's become like this whole thing. I mean, I never thought I would see it be like as big as it is like now the first like two years, but yeah, exactly. People are in a, people are in a real, they're in a real rush. Everyone's in a real rush. They're in a real rush. But like, I, I, I do really subscribe to like that whole 10,000 hours thing. Like yes. it takes so long to become truly good at what you do. Exactly. exactly. And it takes a lot of practice and patience and like just like focused energy on it. And because of all of that, I also want to say congrats on being in mayor of East Town. Oh, thank you. I mean, when I one great show. Great show. I tell everyone if they want to know about my life to go watch Mayor of East Town. <laughs> I tell them like it's actually Rashad of East Town. They're like, wait, there's murders in your life. I'm like, I mean, there's been some crazy shit. But did you grow up in Delco? Yeah, I'm I'm full blown Delco. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, Ridley, straight up from top okay. to bottom of that show. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but I don't talk like any of them. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Is that a choice? Is that a conscious choice? Uh, no, I just have uh, real, just... real parents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just have real immigrant parents that... Uh, that were not talking in a Delco accent. <laughs> even they were like, why did we choose? The... They, they're still in Del- Delco. Shout out to my parents. You know, this podcast is all... <laughs> All parents. Um, is yeah. it real? I imagine it's got to be. I have one question for you actually about this. Now that I've learned, I imagine it's really hard as like as an immigrant when you're like learning English to learn English in a place where like they don't really speak English like you would be taught in like a class or a book or like that's like that's like a very strong regional dialect place to learn. A new language yeah i'm i remember all of like the foreign students that came into like the elementary schools it was esl plus delco accent 
just playing. So it was just ESL. <laughs> but yeah, no, everyone always asks me about the whole water situation, uh, water, water, or whatever. And I just tell them, Wawa? <laughs> Wawa? <You mean> Wawa? <laughs> Shout out to Wawa. Best place. I mean, I like it still. I wish we had a Wawa, but yeah, no, seeing your band in Mayor of Easttown, I was like, so proud of you guys, 100%. That was so cool. As I like learned more as to like how that happened, I, I'm i like more hyped on it all the time. Cause it turns out it was really Brad Englesby. It was like the creator of the show who picked us. No way. Yeah. he. So my friend, Allie, who we talked about early, Allie Pierce, who shout is a costume designer, Pierce. shout out to Allie. Um, she was in the, like the pre-production day, she was working as like a, I think a shopper in the costume department on that. And she had a job one day that was like to go buy a bunch of like band t-shirts and like creep records and you know, like whatever, just like shit from Philly and bring it to set. And then I guess like Brad came in to the trailer and was like going through the costume stuff and was talking about Siobhan's band. And he like, wasn't, you know, he was like, oh, there's like a few different bands. I'm like really thinking about as like to the basis of her sound. And my friend Allie was like, oh, you should, you should listen to Manic Pussy. Like, they're fucking great and they're local and then showed him the shirt. And then I guess he like went back that night and listened to us. And then um, he wrote me an email like a few weeks ago, like thanking me for being part of the show and stuff like that, where he told me the story of like, he just like found out from this person in the costume department that was my friend Allie and then like fell in love with us. And was like, this is exactly how I want her band to sound. And then went to the music supervisor, Gabe Hilfner, and was like, okay, this is the this is the band I want to base it on. And then Gabe was like, why don't we just ask them if we can license their music and re-record it for the show? And Brad was like, wait, we can do that. And he's like, yes, we can. That's so, so yeah, that's how that that came to be. Look at that, and it was perfect for that episode. It felt so good. Yeah, I was, I was only sad a little bit because um the there was supposed to be like a big like diy house party scene mm. where they're like playing a house show um and like playing i think it would have been like all of again love again or something um but that had to be cut for covid so 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 we got a little robbed of that but yeah it was so cool like the the actor and jowry rice um who plays siobhan went to will yip who we recorded with and recorded her vocals and like you know mayor of Easttown, yeah basically like hired within like our own like MP family to, to, you know, and then again, like Michelle, like went and, and coached them. Michelle's honor from Japanese breakfast went and coached them. Cause we were on tour. And so it was just like, it was, it was just so cool to, to watch that come to life. It was so crazy. And then you would see a Kung Fu necktie t-shirt. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it really felt so specifically for us. Right. Like there was just like all this, like this Easter eggs, like, unless you're like, if you're not from like the Philly area, like there's a lot of stuff in that show that won't feel as special to you as for mm -hmm. us when we're watching. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's getting fucking like, uh, what do you, how do you call it? Like interrogated in a Kung Fu necktie shirt. I know, right? And <laughs> you're like, he would be in a Kung Fu he, necktie. He fucking would be, yeah. This is a pro Philly podcast. <laughs> this is a Philly podcast, 100% specifically Delco, but yes, amazing. Everything about that mayor of Easttown. 
hats off to you on all these things that you do for somewhere many hats to start solutions have you ever done a music video with mannequins no and i wouldn't <laughs> good i wouldn't it's too literal i can't good <laughs> if you were to get a chest tattoo quote in old english what would it be um Wait, did I not ask you that? You, you did. You did ask oh, me this, as, I, and I'm happy you did. But I had like, I, it was still so hard for me to like choose. I was like, oh man, like there's so many different ones. Now, now I'm kind of thinking based on our prior conversation, I would want to get like, it's more fun to just like it than to hate it. Yes, perfect. EP out now. Or rock the fuck on forever. Or the scent is the highest patriotism or <laughs> live laugh love classic <laughs> it's a total classic yeah rock the fuck on forever i think that would be fun i love that one that one's really good <laughs> but i would spell fuck like f-u-c-t <laughs> wow full circle yeah full circle <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day we work together somehow on some type of merch. I would love to collaborate with you. Me too. Let's fucking make it happen. Let's do it. Let's definitely make it happen. Plug your socials. Where can people find you? I'm at Mannequin Pussy. Amazing. On, on all of them. All of them. Or Mannequin Missy as I try to use TikTok, but I forget it exists sometimes. Have, have you made some TikTok videos? I have made some TikTok videos. Nice um it's pretty fun i think that there's like a lot to learn on that platform <laughs> and again like more fun to, to to just like it than to hate it like pe people are not, people are having a good time on there and i don't want to take that away from them oh they really are <laughs> they really are thank you missy for coming on wear many hats it was great to have you oh thanks so much rashad i hope i see you soon definitely and have fun in la thank you so much Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar and I'm Rashad. Peace. Hell yeah.